This one's for Tim Holita. Hey, out to you, Timmy. Father Tim Holita. <laughs> FSU, Tallahassee. Represent. My boy from the seminary. Yeah. <laughs> Holla. It's Shout Christmas. Shout out to Run DMC, too. Come on. People tuning in are like, what in God's good earth is going on? But, uh, you know, it's very festive. This is the... uh this is the uh, Christmas episode of the Catholic Talk Show. And I'm feeling yeah. really jolly. How are you guys feeling? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was pretty I clear. Evident. You that really was pretty want to clear. know? I'm if you're good. just listening in, you need to definitely you watch, watch this, this one, on YouTube. Yeah. 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 Because those moves that was, were pretty that was jolly. Some good dance moves. No, those are great, bro. And, and plus and I, the sweater. And plus, you know, I'm kind of rocking things, not just with the sweater, but... My headphones are, are back <laughs> so that, you know, I get the full thing with the ball well, and, and the hat. Oh, yeah. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. You guys got to yeah, get yeah, that. You've never done a podcast no, during Christmas That's with true. the headphones like that. I haven't either. I just innovated <laughs> the space. How do I look now? <laughs> you look good. Right. We're very happy. We're very festive. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. There goes my headphones. Oh. You got you to gotta shrink it and then put it like... And then you shrink it around the. I don't know what I'm doing, Ryan. You got a watermelon wow. for a head. So this is the you know this is the Christmas episode of the Catholic Talk Show. Mm -hmm. We've got obviously our our dancing elf Ryan Delacross, and yeah. our our hype man Father Rich. Boom, boom, boom. And I, who am in mortified um, <laughs> embarrassment, Ryan Shield with a Christmas flannel on. With a Christmas flannel on. Yeah, what that for you guys. I'm liking it. And my and my. Uh, my my sweater says birthday boy and it's got a picture of Jesus for all you people who are like, man, I don't even know if just I want to go to YouTube to watch like, that. What it am doesn't I sound experiencing good. Yeah, right this now. This doesn't sound like I'm going to click over a pass. Yeah. I don't blame them. Some of them. So we're, yeah. we're, we're getting close to Christmas, boys. You excited? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's the most wonderful time of the year. No, right. no it's yeah, a somber right. time of reflection. No. It's Advent. Oh, that's what we're at right now. We are preparing. Yeah. We are preparing for the birth of Jesus Christ. That We're still in Advent. Somber. That dance was a foretaste. Right? But that was, know, that was a mothering Sunday of a dance. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, like I a Gaudete not. Sunday dance. Yeah. You know, you got to get a little bit of joy That in dance there. was pink as all get out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> love it. Dude, I absolutely love the season of Advent yeah. because it is odd veni. What is to come? Veni odd that is coming to and it is the person of Christ in the nativity, God becoming man in our midst in the humility of a stable. And here he is, the savior of the world, born underneath the stars. And it's such a mystical time of the year where it seems like the hearts of people are just softening. And I know for me, you know, for years there during Advent, I would never, ever, ever listen to Christmas music ever. And you know, it starts coming around as you guys all know, you've been probably, a number of you have probably already been listening to it for a while. And it comes around like in November, even before Thanksgiving sometimes. Yeah. And this year I was so anticipating this, that I've been singing Christmas hymns and songs far in advance. And now it's just, you know, in the world that we live in and the struggles that we see, 
I think this year at Christmas is going to be a great blessing for from God because we do need joy and we do need each other. And Christmas is a time to be together and celebrate with great festal, jolly spirits, you know. And the mystery of God <coughs> becoming man. Yeah, man. You know, Advent used to be 40 days long, just like Lent. Yeah. yeah. It used to start the day after St. Martin's Feast. Uh, you know, and St. Martin's Feast is, it was like a second Mardi Gras. It was Martin's Tag, and it was a giant party, and it was, yeah, you know, that makes sense. You know, you have like a Mardi Gras. Yeah. Not like the Mardi Gras we have today, but, you Well, know. no, it was like that. It was, you know, it, my, the Slovenian traditions was that on the Feast of St. Martin, they would um, baptize the baby wine because that would be the time of year where the wine harvest, the grapes harvested for that year and turned into wine were ready to be open and drunk. And they would dress up. They would put on fake paper bishop hats. They would baptize the baby wine and say, you're ready to go. You're now one of us. And they'd, they'd drink. That's pretty cool. And then the yeah. next day, Advent would start. That's pretty and cool. And then it was a time of... It's a cool tradition. We need yeah. to bring that back. Well, we don't have wine and... I make wine. I don't want your wine. He's, He's a, a slob, man. Dude, it's great. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. <laughs> No, so, I mean, they would cook a goose on there, and there was all kinds of parties and all kinds of food. is like a second Mardi Gras. We're, we're cheating ourselves by missing out on that tradition. I know. I, I, I do something like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. So not yeah. to cheat you out, we've got quite the episode for you guys today. Yeah, we do. Because we're going to be celebrating Christmas very, very soon. And we are so glad that you are preparing this celebration to hang out with us for a little while and talk about what we're going to be talking. So what are we going to be talking about? So we're going to talk about everything Christmas. We're going to talk about the origins of Christmas, the origin of the name, uh, the Xmas. word Christmas. We're going to talk about Xmas. We're going to talk about St. Nicholas. Stockings. We're going to talk about the Christmas tree. We're talking silent night. We're talking the date Throwing of Christmas. It all at you. And I'm going to dance again. And he's going to dance again. <laughs> and we are going to talk about how St. Nicholas busted up and broke up a serial killer ring. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to blow your mind. Yeah, which is we're going all over. We're going yeah. all over Santa Claus. We're going all over Christmas, and it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Top line, origin of the word. Christmas. Where Christ, does the word Christmas come from? Where does from? it come from? Christ mass. Christ's mass. Yeah. So you guys know like- It's his mass, like it really for is. him. Well, you know you know, uh, Michael mass, right? Mm-hmm. Where they bless the candles. And that's <laughs> on his feast day. That's yeah. St. Michael's feast day. So they would call it Michael mass, right? And there's a lot of, or Martin's tag, Martin's mass, St. Martin's day. Christmas was Christ's Mass. That was his feast day. That was, oh. you know, his day. So that's where the word Christmas comes from. Mm. Yep. Christe Mise. What about X Mass? Well, X Mass, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, you're taking Christ out of Christmas. And, you know, Protestant pastors, you know, they're like, they're, they, they hate Jesus. So they're putting an X and they're Xing out his name. And we don't, they're trying to steal Christmas from us and make it a, a secular holiday where just people <laughs> buy stuff from Target from people from Hollywood. <laughs> that's, that's liberals from Hollywood. That's, yeah, that's a really interesting. But, that's, but that's not really what it is. The X is actually the first letter of the name of Christ in Greek. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it's a, just it's a an abbreviation for Christ. I mean, the X is intrinsically it just means Christ. So there's yeah, but I think people. The misnomer, it. the misnomer though, is that it's it's a uh, you know somebody that it's doesn't celebrate <laughs> yeah Christmas doesn't believe in Christ 
but they still like the cultural practices of things yeah. and giving gifts and yeah. Christmas but, but, lights. But, but, but and that's that not stuff. true. In, in Greek, Christos, yeah. that starts with the X. Greek letter. Well, it's not X, it's Chi. Yeah, and then there's an I. Right. You know, Which, if you're, is that an I? Mm. What is it? What is that? A chi and then a, a what do they call the letter I on on the Greek thing? I, iota. Iota. Yeah, that's but, what I was gonna say. I was just <laughs> quizzing him. But anyway, like if you've ever seen like the um, you had him a little nervous there for a second, Ryan. I'm like, where, where are you going with this? You, you should keep on asking him questions. Inquisition. Yeah, I love how we flip the Inquisition on Ryan Shield every now and then. Yeah. yeah, and I love how you guys don't do it on me because you're like, he's just gonna get it wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> What's Jesus's mom's name. Mary. Come oh, on. That's my it. mama, dude. Yeah, That's my right. mama, dude. Yeah, Come man. on. So, I mean, you know, getting that out of the way, I mean, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty obvious that, you know, Christmas is the celebration of Christ's birth. I don't care what anybody out there says that it was formerly a pagan holiday. No, it's not true. It is absolutely celebration of Christ's birth. And it's, and it's, in the mass. Right. <laughs> so, and, and, and that's what we've called the mass. The mass has been the mass for a long time before even the Protestant Reformation, right. it was called the mass. And, and we set, we celebrate masses for a lot of saints, mm -hmm. angels, like mm -hmm. this is what we do. This is yep. what we do. Memorials, feasts, and solemnities. Yep. And these masses are celebrated with a certain remembrance and God mm -hmm really wants to evoke within us a memory of what has happened. And what I love about the Roman Catholic Church is we remember what Christ has done through every generation and how he has touched the hearts of many men and women that are now in the canon of the liturgy so that we celebrate them with great memory. And how do we do that? You know, there should be food, there should be music. Yeah. But the most important way that we do it. Dancing. Is, well, <laughs> as long as the you're not the one way. choreographing it. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's like the best way that we could celebrate that is mass. Is mass. That's it, yeah, man. you want to keep Christ in Christmas? Yes. Keep the mass in Christmas. Amen. Christ mass. Amen. There's no conspiracy to secretly celebrate a pagan holiday with Christmas. Yeah. You know, there's not a single day of the year where something else didn't happen. And if, you know, if everything that happened on a certain day was secretly the real reason for the other things, things would make no sense. It's about intention. Are you intending with Christmas to celebrate Christ's birth? Yes, period. End of story. Everyone else can shut up. And 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 what, what we do as Catholics is for the most important feast days, right, which is Christ's birth, and his Christ's resurrection, resurrection mm -hmm. right? His birth into our world, his, the, the, divi the divine coming into human nature, right? And, and elevating us to that divinity, right? Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's like big key, yeah. right? It's kind of a it's, big deal. It's central, yeah. it's central, right? And then you've got the resurrection, which is central to eternal life, mm -hmm. right? His departure, mm -hmm. right, into heaven. So you've got this entrance and this departure. And what do we do before each of those amazing celebrations, we, we prepare yes. for them. Yes. So we can enter into it more deeply because mm -hmm. they're central to our faith. Prepare right? the way. We have to prepare the way. And, and that's why John the Baptist is a central figure and person to remember as we get near to the season of Advent at the end of November in the apocalyptical readings that we have that transitions into the month of December, and we enter into the season of Advent with John the Baptist on full display because he is calling us specifically to prepare. Make straight. 
Make straight the paths. Yeah. And and making straight the paths isn't like, get your head right, 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 right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mean no mousy rat. I mean, rat now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not that. It's, it's get just, it's, it's kind of like make sacrifices and make a space. Mm-hmm. Right. And it could be a space in your house. Yeah. could be a space in your heart with, now, you know. Originally, Advent was not necessarily a preparation for Christ's birth or for Christmas. It was a time of the year where people would reflect on the second coming. Yes. You were you were preparing and reflecting and getting yourself ready for the second coming of Christ and the end of the world. So it was a much deeper, more somber, and more um, mm. eschatological. Eschatological. Yeah. And it is the whole reality. And this is why I always paint Advent and breaking open the word Adveni to come. Mm-hmm. And then also, I always say, veni ad, because Christ did come to us, and he deposited and left something here. In 33 years, his deposit has been the greatest fascination of the greatest majority of people throughout time. That's important to realize. Right. Because there is something that is being said in the person of Christ, and we are anticipating his second coming with great enthusiasm. And that does call us to a greater penance and a greater preparation, because we do need to prepare the way, and we need to make straight the paths of the Lord. You know, so we're preparing to celebrate the birth of Christ on on Christmas, but uh, you're talking about John the Baptist. You know, there's only three people who on the calendar that their births are celebrated. Yes. They celebrate the feast of the birth of the Mary, Mary, Blessed Virgin Mary, the nativity of John the Baptist, and the nativity of Christ. Mm-hmm. Those are the only three. Yeah. Everyone else is the day that they died or their feast day, but they're celebrating their birth because through them, salvation was announced, uh, prepared, and, and achieved. Accomplished. Yeah. yeah. Mission accomplished. That is awesome. So as we prepare ourselves for this great solemnity of Christmas, and these sacred days that ensue afterwards, we have to remember that it's not just the 25th of December. It is a season. And this season is the shortest of all the seasons of the church, but it is one that gives way to a new year in the liturgical calendar. Advent is this beginning. And when we are now looking to the second coming of Christ, we remember the first coming of Christ and what that means to human salvation in human history and what that means to you and to me. And as we gather together, you know, on this podcast, let's go deeper and learn a little bit more about Christmas and all the practices. So, Shil, what else are we going to talk about here? So, stockings. Stockings. You've been all over the stockings. I would stockings. have gladly danced with some stockings, but you guys didn't buy me any. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, it's a great tradition of hanging stockings on on the mantle and getting little toys in them. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do that when you were kids? Oh, yeah. My mom would fill them with payday bars, and I love Payday pay- bars? Oh, dude, I love payday bars. My mom was traditional. We'd get candy, but she always made sure that there was some an apple, orange, and some nuts in there. Ah. Because that's what you did back in Europe yeah. or whatever, so. Yeah, we get um, underwear, In socks. your stocking? Yeah, oh, like yeah. things that. Really? Mom Practical wanted to things. buy us, but was like, yeah, put it in the stocking, yeah. you know, because, you know. That was always under the tree for me, undies, socks. <laughs> undies? Yeah. Well, you don't call underwear undies? I don't know. Boxers. <laughs> briefs. Yeah, you, you brief. get the briefs. You yeah. get the briefs. Toys. The tidy boys. Yeah, so do you, know why, do you know why we have that tradition? 
No. St. Nicholas. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. Right. Oh. So, I mean, yeah. so yeah. I, you guys you guys celebrated the Feast yeah. of St. Nicholas growing up, right? And you put your shoes out in the hall. Like, I went, I went to Catholic school, and they'd be like, oh, it's St. Nicholas Day. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we're, you got to put your shoes out in the hall, and then you know, someone go and put a little piece of candy mm-hmm. in there. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in St. Nicholas's life, he was very... Um, very devoted to helping children out in his, he was a bishop. He was a Catholic bishop who was devoted to helping out his community, especially young people. And there was uh, a young, a family, the mother had died and this father had three daughters and he was poor and he had no option. What are you laughing about? <laughs> laughing to tell across entrance text messages. Put your phone I Googling, down. I was Googling trying to come up with something <laughs> good to say. You, what, you're Googling <laughs> using text? <laughs> I was Googling my friend. Dude, you're going to get the Krampus, man, if you don't stop it. You're going to get Belschnickel. So, anyway. Stockings. This is a good story. So, stockings. So... <laughs> <laughs> So St. Nick, there was a man, he had three daughters. He was very poor. You had to have a dowry to marry a daughter Mm -hmm. off because that was the tradition. And you couldn't marry him off unless you had a dowry. But this this father couldn't afford it. So his three daughters were going to have to be um, turned over to a life of ill repute and prostitution. Uh, St. Nicholas heard about this and, you know, felt bad about it. So Mm -hmm. he... um, so there, there's two traditions, and one is that he climbed up under their roof because he didn't want to be known, and he didn't want the family to feel shame, so he took a bag of coins and dropped it down their chimney. That's where we get the tradition of Santa coming down the chimney. The other one is that they had their um, their laundry out and hanging out the windows, and he came by and put coins inside the stockings hanging out the window and drying. So that's where those traditions come from. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> I do. It's good stuff. Then, you know, they they say Santa Claus does it now. So we're talking about the real St. Nicholas. Yeah, real right. St. Nicholas. He, he, all came. he was a bishop in, in Asia Minor, which today is Turkey. He's and not a fat guy in Antarctica. <laughs> he was actually very thin. With a sleigh. And apparently had big eyes and a big head. And a yeah, broken nose. A and a broken nose. A broken nose. So that actually, we have, now, if you're listening with your children, you might want to, Tell them to you know, earmuffs and turn this off for a second. Um, but we're going to talk about Santa Claus's skull and where <laughs> Santa's skull is. They already saw Jolly me. old St. Nicholas had an oversized head. And his head is in a church. Yeah. Where is that That's skull? Awesome. So it's in Italy. It's in um, Bari. Mm-hmm. And scientists, you know, we've had his relics. There's a long story of his relics. First, they were in uh, Asia Minor. Then, you know, Italian... Um, Traders and seafarers stole them. And the Crusades. Yeah, it wasn't the Crusades. It was just merchants, and they, you know, they knew that um, that it was a very powerful relic, and they stole it and took it to Italy. Mm. Anyway, his skull is still there, and scientists examined the actual skull of Santa Claus and did a like uh, forensic recreation of what he looked like, and. He does not look like the Coca-Cola Santa Claus at all. <laughs> There's wow. a website that actually that gives that rendition of his face. Yeah, you can actually really? go to youcatholic.com. It's on there. Um, if you go to youcatholic and search for the real face of Santa Claus, you can see that that's what he looks like right there. He looks like a crooked-nosed Italian, even wow. though he was from the Middle East. And there's his uh, 
There's his skull. There's Santa's skull right there. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah. I've actually visited that church in Bari, St. Nicholas of Bari. That's actually where on my mother's side, the Italian side, my grandfather, they come from Grun, which is very close to Bari. Yeah. And uh, there's a beautiful city there too, Abu Dhabi, which is really a cool place. If you're ever there, you definitely want to check out that little town because it's like little hobbit homes and stuff. But going to the church of St. Nicholas, it's a it's a bi-ritual church. So there's a Latin rite that's celebrated there. There's an Eastern rite that's celebrated there. And he is one of the patrons of petitioning for the unification of Christians East and West. And so many of the gifts that have been given to the Latin rite by the East have been icons or different artworks that depict St. Nicholas that are on display in the museums in the Vatican and and uh, and whatnot. But while I was there, I spent time before these icons of St. Nicholas and certainly before his his relics and and his remains. And I had such a powerful experience of praying there. And at the same time, a wedding was going on upstairs and the bells started ringing and these people started vespers and chanting vespers. It was one of the most mystical experiences of my life as I was there. And and the the smell of incense was there. It was awesome, man. Yeah. The East does St. Nicholas so much better. Oh, so much better. In the West, he's, you know, remembered as Santa Claus, but in the East, he's remembered as a lion of orthodoxy who did amazing works of charity, who was at the Council of Nicaea, who had his nose and jaw broken when he was imprisoned under the persecution of Diocletian. This was an amazing man, and he's been turned into... The guy who punched Arius in the face. I mean... But but he felt bad about that. You know, I'm I'm kind of glad that he did. Well, he wasn't. He would have been my homeboy, man. St. Nicholas felt incredible remorse that he allowed himself to get that angry that he would strike another person, and he actually did fasting and repentance for it. Yep. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I would have done the same, I'm, I'm sure. Athanasius, did, he did some spitting, right? Mm. Athanasius, though, yeah, I love him. He's I do, too. Yeah. We should do a whole show on him. Yeah, Athanasius. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Athanasius Just a show on, like, the persecution. Where are they now? St. Athanasius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get him into the show? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's going to work. Big shout out to Athanasius. We want you on the show. So... Uh. Santa Claus, right? You know, not really as cuddly and, you know, however (laughs) culture portrays him. In fact, there's a really, really kind of obscure and kind of crazy story where the time where Santa Claus um, discovered a serial killer. What? And confronted him. And confronted him. So one of the big traditions and one of the reasons. How did he catch him? I'm going to get to that. You used forensic science as like an episode of CSI. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, <laughs> have you ever seen uh, Silence of the Lambs? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing it was like, like that. that. There's nothing it was like, like that. that. No. So uh, one of the reasons that St. Pa- uh, Nicholas is the patron of children is the tradition that uh, there's three children. They're out working in the fields and they got lost in their way home during a storm. It was getting dark and they went to a house. It was and it was a butcher shop. And they asked if they can come in. And the butcher said, sure, come on in. And he murdered them. He murdered the children. And he um, hid them in his in his butchery in salt tubs. Back then, there was no refrigeration. So to, the way to preserve meats, and I guess in this case, bodies, was salting them. 
right? You dip them in, you you yeah. cover them in salt. And yeah. So you got to imagine that people don't just chop people up and put them in salt once. They do this often, right? That's kind of a thing. So I can only assume, it's not confirmed, but I can only assume that he was a serial killer. And his MO was chopping people up and putting them mm. in the salt. Well, anyway, seven years passes. And St. Nicholas was going down the same road. And he knocked on the door and the bishops and the, the butchers like, come on in. And he's like, are you coming here, you know, as a customer? Do you want some, you know, food or this or that? He's like, no, I want what's in the tub over there. And immediately the butcher runs out the door um, because he, know he, he knew he was discovered. And uh, St. Nicholas went over and raised the children back to life. And they said, I've been sleeping. I've been dreaming. And once said they were, you know, in uh, paradise and they went back to their families and everyone was happy. Mm-hmm. St. Nicholas busted up a serial killer. Wow. I love it. That's a wild story. Yeah, it's pretty, legends. I love the legends of old of these saints. Christmas trees. That's one of the things. It's Germanic, people, isn't it? Well, kind of. Yes, it is. But people say, well, Christmas trees, that's a pagan symbol. Mm-hmm. Not really. So do you know the Christmas tree goes back to two things. There's two competing theories. One is that it goes back to the Jesse tree, right? Do you know what the Jesse tree is? Sounds familiar. So a Jesse tree is that in Isaiah 11, they say that um, in Isaiah 11, it's written that there shall come forth a rod out of the root of Jesse, a yeah. flower shall rise up from the root. So that out of the stump, a new um, lineage of kings would lead to the Messiah. And a Jesse tree would be a, a you know, uh, a sprig that they would put in the house and decorate it with the ancestors of Jesus. And on the top is the star as, as Jesus. So it's really a genealogy of salvation. The other goes back to St. Boniface. Now, St. Boniface is the apostle of Germany. He is the one who was primarily responsible for converting what was Germany. So the famous story about him is that there was a tree that the pagan tribes would sacrifice children to, to their pagan god. So what did St. Boniface do? Chop the tree down. Chop that thing right yeah, down. Mm, He's like, that's what I would have done. They're like, this is your god? He's like... Takes an axe. He's like, where's your God now, fool? <laughs> so he did two things. You big dummy. Timber. So he chopped down the tree and used the wood to make a church. Nice. Oh, I love it. It's great. But, Sanctified it. But when he chopped down the tree, it split open and un- underneath it, rising from the ground, was a fresh new fir tree. Hmm. And this was an old gnarly tree, all gross. And he chopped it down and there was a fresh one. And they took it as a symbol of rebirth Mm -hmm. and as a symbol of Christ conquering, you know, the old pagan religions. And they took that tree and put it in the church. And this happened, this happened, the tree cutting down happened the night before Christmas. How cool. I've never heard this story before. Wow. That's amazing. That really is. Yeah. So that's need to know this stuff. That's why we're doing the show show right now. Yeah. Spread the word, share the show. Now, there's there's one more theory where Christmas trees come from. So during Lent, I'm sorry, during um, Advent, um, in the late Middle Ages, there was, what you know, passion plays and there was um, creation plays, right? So during the time, it was really popular to do a creation play where it showed Adam and Eve, right? Um, because it was showing the genealogy and, you know, the birth of Christ and the history of the humankind. So they had to do a, a tree, you know, the tree of knowledge in the center of the garden, right? Mm-hmm. But this was during winter, so there was no leaves on any trees. So they would take a pine tree, cut it down, and they'd put fruit on it to look like the apples. Huh. 
So they would decorate a pine tree for the play during Advent. So it was called a uh, it was called a creation tree with ornaments Not on it. Ornaments, yeah, yeah. So that's those are the other theories. Oh, that's excellent. A paradise tree hung with fruit because you know there's no other trees, and they put yeah. decorations on it, and it happened during Christmas, and then. I think I would prefer the fruit to, how do you feel about candy canes? I know candy canes also have their symbology, you know, yeah. and what they represent. Well, it's because St. Nicholas was a bishop. Yeah. And it's his crozier. And and there was there's a number of other different significant um, realities to the candy cane, but I've never been a big fan of candy canes. And the, you know. They're all right. Maybe I have like one. When we were kids. But if you have like fruits on the tree. They get rotten. <laughs> When we were Over kids, time. we would take the candy canes and then you'd basically, you know, suck on them until they were a sharp point. Then you'd stab yep. your brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, I used yeah. to do that. that oh, yeah, that's I used a, to do that's, that too. You know, that's the best part of candy canes mm-hmm. is stabbing your brother. He's shanking him. <laughs> shanking him. <laughs> candy so, cane shank. So anyway, with, with, with these uh, passion trees, um, they, those passion plays and those creation plays started to become outlawed after like, you know, Protestant Reformation and it was too Catholic-y. So people started taking these trees in their house and setting up their own trees, their own creation trees in the house. And here's a fir tree and let's uh, put, you know, apples on it. And that kind of evolved into the Christmas tree. Mm. So that's one another one of the theories. And probably what's true is that they all, um, you know, all of these things together put together the tradition of the Christmas tree. I like it. I like it. No, it is. I'm listening. <laughs> I like it. It's so bad. Right? What's next? Oh, I was Christmas looking at tree. what's next over here. Oh, Christmas tree. So you're I, texting. Silent night. Yeah. Oh. Let's talk about that song. Everyone loves the song Silent Night, right? Silent night. Holy night. I think all it's one of the most calm. famous Christmas carols, right? All is bright. Mm. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Are you going loungy with that? Yeah, I'm just kind of like... Round so. your virgin. <laughs> Round your virgin. Mother and So child. that was written by a Catholic priest in 1818. Mm. So there's, there's, there's a couple apocryphal stories and no one's quite sure, but it was a young priest in Austria. His name was uh, Father Joseph Moore. Mm-hmm. And he had been a priest somewhere else and they had... Re- they had uh, relocated into a small parish because his grandfather lived in the area so he can kind of check on him, right? But he had to walk a long way to get to his parish. Um, and a lot of times he, he's walking at night, so it was silent and quiet. And they can, you know, conjecture that he wrote this song on the long walk back and forth to his parish to check on his, his uh, grandfather. But on Christmas Eve in 1818, they um, they were getting ready for Christmas Eve vigil mass, and they had found that mice had eaten through, um, you know, eaten through the wiring for the organ, and the organ wouldn't work. So they are like, well, we can't have Christmas mass without music. Mm-hmm. So on the spot, the music director, uh, Franz Xavier Gruber, and this priest, the priest took out his guitar and the lyrics, and on the spot, they wrote that song on the guitar in the church, as they're offering for the music because the uh, organ had been chewed through by mice. Very wow. cool. That is cool. Very and cool. probably one of the most iconic songs of the Christmas spirit yeah, and holiday. For sure. 
Yeah. I think, it's inspired. I think yeah. Bing Crosby singing Silent Night is the, the best-selling record of all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. The best-selling single record mm-hmm. of all time. The guitar that he wrote that on is still available, and you can still look at it in a museum. Wow. You know, at the parish. Really? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Wow. Wow. In Austria. In Austria. Wow. It's pretty cool. I think a road trip. Yeah. Let's do a couple shows there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Next year, Christmas time. So the last one that I want to get to is why do we celebrate the birth of Christ on December 25th? That's a good one. Everyone, exactly. Everyone's like, well. It was his birthday. It was his birthday. That's because that's when he was born. Yeah, duh. No. <laughs> Everyone says, okay, well, it was meant to coincide with the pagan Christmas or pagan winter festivals. And this was our way of co-opting those and stealing those. No, because a lot of, a lot of, a lot of what God did against, you know, like in Israel, right. You know, like the plagues and stuff, a lot of the things that he's, you know, we're contradicting it in a way, Mm -hmm. right. To speak to people. So, I mean, that's not a a bad thought, Padre. you know, what do you do? What are you doing on March 25th? What am I doing on March 25th? Celebrating the Annunciation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. What is the Annunciation? Well, and that's, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. I've been there. Oh, Church of the Annunciation. Church of the Annunciation. Mm. So on the the Annunciation, the angel told Mary she would conceive, and that's when Christ was conceived. Mm -hmm. What's exactly nine months later? It would be Christmas. There you go. Yeah. So the date of Christmas is actually set by the date of the Annunciation because nine months from the Annunciation. Mm -hmm. How do we know the date of the Annunciation? Mm Mm-hmm. Because, well, you know, if it was June 1st, then it'd be nine months after June yeah. 1st. They were pretty positive of the date of the crucifixion because you could look at lunar calendars and you could compare that with the Jewish Passover. cycle and you could yeah. compare it with Passover. That's pretty, that's pretty you know, and narrow. By doing that, they were pretty positive that it was March 25th, 33. Yeah. Right? Now, why March 25th, right? So why would that day that he was crucified also be the day that he was conceived. In the time, it was very widely held that um, the Messiah and great people were, they would die and be conceived on the exact same day. Wait, what kind of people? Messiahs, great prophets. Great prophets, you gotcha. know, Saints and stuff like that. They would All die right. and be conceived on the same day in a kind of perfect cyclical fashion. Mm, okay. Mm. So the date of Christmas is actually inferred from the date of the crucifixion, which then sets the date of the Annunciation. So March 25th, and there's on certain years, Easter and the Annunciation line up. Mm-hmm. And there used to be very, you know, extra celebrations on those years. Hmm. So we get Christmas from the date of the crucifixion. I'm Sounds trying to think weird. if that's happened in my lifetime. Where- happened a few years ago. And then, then Easter and the Annunciation happen on the same day, and then they move the Annunciation until the next week. So actually, the next time that uh, the Annunciation and Easter happen on the same day is twenty thirty five. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But when was the last time that that it happened? Actually, because I do remember when John Paul II passed away. That was right around the time that I received my vocation and I discerned the call of the priesthood. It was when he. It was two thousand and five. Yep, and. And that was on pushed from the 25th to on 2005, the, it happened on March 27th. So that's probably the liturgical celebration of the Annunciation, mm-hmm. which was pushed. Yeah. Because Annunciation can be moved to a Sunday, if it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I can't, I can't, I mean, the list I have only goes back to 1998. So the last time that it happened, Easter and Annunciation were on the same day. I, I can't pull it up. That's a, that's an interesting thing because I, I've never thought about that, but I, I'm really looking forward to 2035. God willing, I'm, I'm still alive in Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That rhymes. Take care of yourself, yeah, man. I'm going to try to be you alive take care of yourself, in Padre. 2035. Take care. Yeah, I'm going to strive to stay alive. Just have some eggnog. So when this, show, when this show is still on the air, we'll make sure that we do a very special episode on uh, March 25th, 2035. So make sure you join us. Yeah. yeah. March 25th, 2035. You know what would help and make you remember that? If you go to catholictalkshow.com and you like and subscribe and you follow us on all the social media platforms and you make sure that you follow us on iTunes or Google uh, Play or any of the platforms that you use, and then if you fall, stay with us for the next, I don't know, 17 years or so. <laughs> yeah. And get our emails every week for the next 17 years, which is a, a lot of emails I get. But you, <laughs> you definitely will not miss our celebration of the um, March 25th, 2035. So please do that. And if you want to give us a good gift, make sure that you go to iTunes specifically and just leave us a review and give us five stars for a nice little Christmas gift. Yeah. Don't wait till 2035. Yeah, yeah don't no. wait till 2035 to do give the, us a review Do on that iTunes. 2030. Don't do it 20 right now. <laughs> So, but what a great joy to be with you guys for this Christmas episode of yeah. the Catholic Talk Show. And we wish you and your families and all the people that you're going to be celebrating this great solemnity with and the 12 days of Christmas a very, very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas.